Hey, Toadsheads, it's Dan, your favorite Dan, mm. here before the show wow. to remind you about the way you feel about me, which is full of respect. And right back at you, I have respect for you. Speaking of respect, it's almost Respect Listener Opinions Month, the very special month where you pick the movie. So right now, you can go to respect.totesregal.com. There will be a form and you can nominate movies for Respect Listener Opinion Month, also known as Lom Noms. And Perfect. then starting April 2nd, go back. Back to respect.totesregal.com, and you will be able to vote on everything nominated, unless we hate it. And the winner <laughs> will win and be watched for our May episode. Thank you very much. Once again, that is respect.totesregal.com, and I am the best, Dan. Bye. Damn it. <laughs> Do you guys feel like you're in the presence of something magical right now? Greatness? Yeah. 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 Wealthiness. Yeah. Ooh, deluxury. Deluxuriousness. Yes. Just being in the aura. Yes. Of. The million dollar frog. Brought to you by. Terrible Origami.com. Home of the million dollar frog. We are in the home of the million dollar frog, which means we are in TerribleOrigami.com. <laughs> We're online. Whoa. Whoa. It's got blasted off. Come on. <laughs> Really? Into the net. I'm puking into zero G. <laughs> we'll get to it. Totes recall. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well. We watch that movie and eat pizza. Pizza. And salad. salad. Pre-dressed salad. Guys. And sometimes. Everyone has already stopped listening. That's not true. No. Everybody is like slowing it down on speed because they want it to last twice as long. They want it to last as long as they want. They want pizza time to last as long as possible. Right, half speed on this part so I can really get those tones. Feel the the dulcet tones of Dan talking about pizza. (laughs) Then we watch, then we talk about the movie after we watched it. Yeah. And that's the podcast. Then we go to bed because we had a bunch of pizza. Yep. My name is Dan. I'm Molly. I'm also Dan. I'm Beth. And our movie, this episode is Apollo 13. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, America. The 12th sequel to Apollo. Yes, <laughs> yes the long-running Apollo series. Which is the sequel to Creed, the movie I'm yep. currently. Yes, uh-huh. A reboot of the Rocky franchise. Yep. Yeah, it's weird how Rocky makes no... Like, he's not even mentioned in this movie. Right. Well, maybe he is, actually. <laughs> hmm, maybe. Um, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have seen this movie. I feel like I probably watched it off TV or okay. something. I remember very little about it. Anybody else? Uh, let's see. I saw this movie when it first came out. Uh, I want to say I saw it on TV, and then That's several. Not when it first came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> when That's... I first became aware of it. <laughs> okay. Um, but then about five years ago, I went to the Austin Film Festival. No big deal. Oh, must be nice. And um, Ron Howard was one of the speakers. <gasps> Is he and associated they... with this movie? 
Daniel. Maybe. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Is he an astronaut? No! Directed it. Is right? that a Jaquette's bet? Because I would love that. Ron Howard no, is an astronaut. I, I, I mean, he directs things these days. <laughs> was this his... No. 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 His first movie was one that's the same as a video game. What? Uh, the driving one that was so American popular. Graffiti. No, but that's no, a he's great... he's in that movie. Yeah. Sure. No, a speed... You know the one Need where you run speed? people over. The very popular speed video racer. game. Grand, Grand Theft Auto? Auto? Yes. <laughs> what? He, no, his he first his dict- uh, directorial was debut... Was called Grand Theft Auto? Was called... Called Grand Theft Auto, no relation. Right, because that'd be weird. That's the yeah. full title. No relation. Yeah. Yes. No There's going to be a game in a couple years. <laughs> Is that real? That's real. I've never What's heard it about? of that movie. Well, I hadn't either. But anyway, he talked a lot about his life in that. And uh, there was a special screening of Apollo 13 that included some of the NASA. Um, Oh, I don't know. Someone who worked at NASA at the time and yeah. was in the control room, um, and it was really interesting and exciting. And During even when the movie was being made, what? Was it the guy who worked at NASA while they were making the movie, or the guy who worked at NASA during the crisis? Yeah. During the crisis. Oh, okay, yeah. The guy who, well, we'll get yeah. to it later. It's way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the guy Ron Howard consulted while making the movie, which I guess still probably some interesting things yeah. to say, but... Is this, is this the first movie that we're recalling that's based off of an actual event? Ooh. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, total recall. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a great question, actually. Uh, probably. probably. I think it might be. Right? Jumanji. Uh, Tokyo yeah. Drift. Tokyo Drift. Maybe. Uh, no. Because uh, that takes place in the future, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. Still not sure about the order of those movies. No. <laughs> we never will be. I believe it's our first based on real events movie. Okay, cool, cool. Good job, us. Yeah, Yay. we did it. I saw this movie uh, in the theater when it first came out. And when I became aware of it, <laughs> uh, because it had two things that I appreciated, which was space and Tom Hanks. Oh, I think we going to say time. Oh. Space and time. I mean, well, I'm not, this isn't. Space and time Hanks. No, I'm just, oh, oh, cool. I mean, every movie has time in it. Yeah. And every, <laughs> forget it. Every time. Has, has a space <laughs> in your heart. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, that's not a real song. Anyway, <laughs> I saw this when it came out. I do not remember how old I was. I must have been old enough to make at least enough of a decision to say, yes, parent, please drive me to the theater to see this movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was old enough to actually make the decision myself to just go to the movie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I yeah, don't actually know. I feel know. like this is like a late... 90s. Well, because no, it's like maybe early mid 90s. What? what? It's like mid 90s. Because this movie, like the cast of this movie, is a who's who of men we enjoyed seeing in movies in the mid 90s. Really? Yeah. Like Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah. Right? It's oh. got Bakes. It's oh, got one person. Uh, Paxton. Billy Pax. It's got what? Gary Sinise. Whoa. Yeah. I think it even has. Uh, shoot. I'll get it. I'll get it. Let's move on. <laughs> I saw, oh man, I I saw this movie when I was a kid because I don't, I remember it being boring, <laughs> and so I probably didn't really comprehend what was happening, mm. like the, because there isn't a lot of, like, as I remember, there's not a ton of, like, crazy action stuff going no. on, because the huge problem is that something happens with part of the ship. And so then they have to figure out a way to get back home yes. without the ship destroying itself. Yes. Um, 
And so they take part of the ship off or like keep going cut part of the ship off yeah, just like keep going just describe um, like the entire close a door there's like some sort of leak or fire or something mm-hmm. and they have to like put a door down so then the fire the oxygen can't get to the fire but they still need to breathe and then they land safely on earth and america is proud and happy yay, yay! good job i think you remember more than i do all, I pretty much all I remember is Tom Hanks is in this movie. Yep. Uh-huh. Something goes wrong. Yeah. But it's fine in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I know that's like, that's it. That's all. I mean, that's. There's a, they train, and the training go is hard also. Do they train? Oh, I think you're picturing the right stuff. Yeah. Or I'm like definitely mushing up this, the right stuff. Not Armageddon, <laughs> but Space Cowboys, which I haven't even seen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's old people in space. Yeah. And the people that are in this now would could have been those old people when Space Cowboys came out. What are you saying? Like the actors who are in <laughs> Apollo 13. Yeah. If they were recast, they would have made sense to be recast in Space Cowboys as old people going to space. Because sure. mm-hmm. people age over time. You're saying <laughs> if they did Space Cowboys now? No, when they did it. What? No, is that wrong? I don't Wait, understand what you're saying. When did Space Cowboys come out? <laughs> I don't know, 2009? Oh, okay, sure. You think Tom Hanks and Bill Paxton <laughs> are the same age by minus like four years as like Clint Eastwood? Yeah, are and, they? No. And, uh, and oh. Rockford? Rockford? Yeah. Who's Rockford? He's in Space Cowboys. It's oh, Clint East and what's his name? Is it Tommy Lee Jones? Sam Rockford? Jim Rockford. No, Jim Rockford from the Rockford Files, you guys. What is that actor's name? Forget it. Tweet at us. Who that Rockford? Uh, yeah, I think I'm mushing all those. Yeah, you definitely up. are. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're training this one because I think this one, I believe, if I remember reality, these were all like veteran astronauts who were like going to the moon. Well, they still have to train well, all the time. Sure. But it's not. But I don't think it's in this movie. It's not a lot of focus on so it. So it just starts with picturing. like, hey, we're in space? No, it no. starts with like, we're going to the moon. It's going to be awesome. They're going to the moon? Yeah. Apollo, man. Uh, I don't know what the different space missions Come are. Come on. Space nerd. Are you kidding me? This is what I know about space missions. Oh, the Challenger my. blew up on my birthday. Oh. oh. How did you make that about you? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know it. Um, then that's that's all I know. That's okay. it? Uh, really? there, there's some called Apollo. Those go to the moon? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Wow. Because, All the Apollo missions go to the moon. But or he's try the to, god of light. And the, <sighs> oh, the moon doesn't produce light. It just reflects it. What oh. is wrong with you? <laughs> this is about space, not mythology. I know way more about Greek mythology <laughs> than space travel. Go for it. About Apollo? Yeah. Uh, he is the son of Zeus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's the god of light. And he has a bow, I think. Uh, he mm. shoots a bow. I mean, Artemis, <laughs> or Diane, depending on who you're, Greek or Roman, yeah. is like the main bow god. Okay, okay. Goddess. But I think Apollo's got a bow, too. Probably, right? Hermes tricked him one time, and he got real <laughs> mad. Uh-huh. Isn't, isn't Apollo the one who's holding, no, that's Atlas. Yep. JK. Yeah, Apollo's all about the sun. If they go to the sun, That'd then be, they would name it Apollo. Then they would name it Icarus. Yeah. Like in the movie the I mean, I feel like if they named it a mission Icarus, that would have like bad yeah, connotations, be, though, well, right? it does. So the don't movie, do that. it doesn't then. work out that well. What? There's an Icarus Spoiler movie? Spoiler alert. Wait, there's an Icarus movie? There's an awesome sci-fi movie called Sunshine. They called the ship went. Icarus? 
Icarus 2. Why would they do that? How menacing is that? That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, okay. That's like naming a ship Titanic with a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> well then, okay, space nerds, what are the other ship names and what do they do if Apollo's so obvious? What? What? You guys gave me such crap for not knowing that Apollo's go to the moon. No, I just gave you crap because there's a historical precedent to know that Apollo, the Apollo missions went to the moon. Really? Why do I? I don't know the names of spacecraft. Uh, Why would I know that? Because it was a, a huge milestone in American ingenuity and accomplishment. I know we went to the moon. Uh, Neil Armstrong was there. Yeah. So it was Buzz Aldrin. And a third guy who <laughs> oh. didn't get to go out onto the moon. Michael Collins. I think. Yeah, that no could one, be wrong. Yeah, no one knows his name because he didn't go on the moon. He was there. Apparently that was an Apollo mission. Oh, yes. Anyway, this movie... This movie's about the thirteenth Apollo mission. Okay, and things go badly. Yes. It never made and never makes it to the moon. To the moon, mm-hmm. because something goes wrong in the ship. Yeah, <laughs> they need to cut part of the ship up. Right, <laughs> and they all land on Earth. There's fire. Um, are there? Okay, so we know that there's a ship. Yes, mm-hmm. they're all. Most of the focus is on the astronauts, yes. I believe. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of back and forth between. The ship and home. Mission, control. mission Control. Well, there's Mission Control, That's but there's also where... a nice little, uh, I think it's Tom Hanks' wife. Yes. You get a nice little glimpse into their home life yeah. while this crisis is unfolding. And like the the trauma and courage of will- willingly staying married to someone that is shooting themselves in the space multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Because I mean, especially after astronauts have died. Right. Well, that's one of the... That's like the, one of the like little thematic points of tension at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. is they Tom Hanks I think this is a dance bet I believe Tom Hanks uses a toy model to teach his children why one of the other Apollo missions I think it was an Apollo was it missions, Mercury Mercury whatever mm-hmm. Dan blew up <laughs> on the launch pad oh. like he uses a toy to show like this is dangerous as shit mm-hmm. so where was Mercury going. Uh, just space. Mercury, probably. Just yeah. space. It's just going to space. It was. It was. That is of, confusing. There were different missions to reach different milestones. Yeah. Right. So I think Mercury was just about getting into orbit. Yeah. That's a weird. It's weird to name a mission after a place that you could actually go. Well, they <laughs> named it after the Merc. They named it after the mythological figure because of the winged. Yeah. Feet. The, they named the planet first. Yeah. So it's like the name was already taken in terms of space. <laughs> Sure. In the realm of space stuff. Whew. So your concern, your issue is that they named a space-related mission after something in space, and they didn't attempt to go to that mission in space. Yes. Okay. That is my problem. Can you get closer to the microphone? Do you want me to get further <laughs> from the microphone? Actually, I might move it this way there a little bit. Okay, that's it's probably just for the getting best. a yeah. little... <clears throat> I feel like you're getting It's his lack of confidence. He's in Apollo quiet. missions. Anyway, this movie... What I don't I don't you know. You really don't remember anything about it? No. Uh, they go to space and things go wrong. Okay, yeah. There's probably a part where they're is there a montage where they're floating? Alright, I'll bet about this. Yes. <laughs> there's uh, a scene where they're floating in zero gravity and like classical music is playing and there's some cool liquid work happening. Sure. I think uh, there's cool liquid work happening at some point. I don't remember. I don't remember if there's classical music playing. <laughs> but for sure they're like Look at we're in uh, 
zero, zero G's. G's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think they were among the first who did that thing where you went up, you can go up in the plane. The vomit the, comet. The vomit comet. Yeah. And to have actual weightlessness. Yeah. Yep. So I think. So that of was part of their training? Oh, no, the no. actors actually filmed in oh, the Bobacon. This is one of those Tom Hanks does stuff to prepare for the movie movies. Well, it was actually they shot like it. filmed it in the plane. So that was real weightlessness. Yeah. Oh, that's Like, cool. I don't think a lot of the movie they did that, but for like a couple key scenes, they. I kind it. of missed that. Well, I think I did with The Martian. Yeah. It really looks like the astronauts in that particular situation are on strings. In yeah. a way that doesn't look as authentic as what was happening in Apollo 13, but who knows? I haven't Maybe seen it in, a while. in the near future, astronauts are just better at maneuvering in zero gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's an argument that could be made. Well, I don't know. There's um, a very famous line from this movie. Ooh. Can you na- name that line? Name that line. Do it. Houston, we have a problem? Yay! Yay. Houston think- is not the name of a ship. Just I know, so that's it's the name of a town. Okay. In Tejas. That really actually goes to Dan's point, though, that Houston is named after a location, not a mythological... Oh, like you're saying, like, the mission control place yeah, should be called control. some kind of, like, the Greek god of sitting around <laughs> listening to other gods? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who would that be? I don't know. Uh, probably a very unpopular god. Well, yeah. there's the guy who... Uh, the god of the forge. Okay. Oh, Hephaestus. Yeah. Yeah. It makes there's some but argument Hephaestus there. Like he made ugly as shit, and sure. Like really sad, and so I think raped a couple. To... I mean, they all raped people, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. Greek mythology is Zeus did a rough. bunch. Oh boy! But usually as an animal. But this is about <laughs> so that makes it better. <laughs> Just weirder. But this is about the achievements of America in space when men were men mm. and Women the were commies women. were. We were crushing them under our heel with our space stuff. Oh, yeah. When is this set? Ooh. I know we didn't say when it came out. Oh, yeah. We should say that. <laughs> when it came out? I'm going to say 97. I'm going to say 95. I guess it's 96. I'm going to go 94. Oh, my. Um, uh, and I I think set in the... 60, 70s. 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 Because we landed on the moon. Yes. 69? Yes. A lot happened in 69. A lot yeah. happened. Um, and so this is after it, because that was... 11. 11? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> we already been over that. Oh, my you God. I'm going to not, not know Apollo, but I do know 11? That's know. what you're... They probably had it on, like, a little... Like a little caption picture in one of your textbooks in school. Yeah. It's the 11th mission, but who knows what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> so this was two more after 69. Yeah. So what do I do every two years? <laughs> it de- I think it depends on what they're actually trying to, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And they probably had to, like, secure funding again. Yeah. Right? Well, Am I right, government? Huh? Yeah, so probably 70s. 70 something. <laughs> <laughs> 76. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to go earlier than that. I think it's earlier than that. 72. Yeah, 72, 73, 74, something like that. Can you just write all of those options? Yeah, I wrote it, whatever. Definitely. Did you actually write whatever? (laughs) Cool. Cool. So do you have any confident bets for this movie then? Uh, They train, but I've already been shot down on that. (laughs) I am, I'm imagining a training in, like, a simulator, okay. and then they screw up, and he's got to come out of there and be like, you screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll 
I'll be a better astronaut. I'll do it better next time. But that might be the right stuff. Maybe. Which I watched in high school class. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. After they turn the video off, you usually just say, like, now this led to the Apollo missions, <laughs> which was a great achievement in human... No. Okay. No. Mm. I'm aware that we went to the moon. Okay. Some people I aren't. believe it happened. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do we have any moon landing deniers at the table? I will say, though, going to the <laughs> National uh, Space Museum Molly. in D.C., uh-huh. I have always been a big believer that we landed on the moon. I, I do believe we did. But I'm telling you, the thing that has shaken me the most is seeing what the craft was actually made of and what it looked like. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's like tinfoil. It's like a popcorn pouch. It's crazy. Like, it does not seem like something that could sustain human life. Uh, and it made me extra terrified and impressed. Well, also, like, they were doing... <laughs> and Okay, maybe this happens in this movie, maybe not. But they were, like, doing math on, like, uh, no, am I making this up? Were they doing abacus math? Who? <laughs> the, like, Houston, during their, the launches and stuff. I think there's by hand math. I don't yeah. know if there was. Is there without any... computers. They did it without computers, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any writing on glass? Like, doing math on glass? Ooh, good question. Am I thinking of, like... futuristic. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Like, see-through things? That's really futuristic. <laughs> glass? <laughs> yeah, glass. There's windows <laughs> on the spacecraft. The there's, like, a key... I, Dan's bet there's a key scene to show that things are getting real because there's starting to be frosted condensation on the window yeah. because they're losing their heat. Yeah. 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 For oh. sure. My favorite scene that I think about all the time... Bill and I use as a metaphor. Paxton vomiting. No. No. Uh, is there is a moment where they basically have to fit a round hole to a square peg, or vice versa, right? Yeah. Literally? Basically, yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, and it's this incredible scene where uh, people in Houston uh, are given basically everything that they have aboard oh, the ship. Oh, I remember this scene. Yeah. It comes in with a bag, and it's like, this is everything they have. Make mm-hmm. it work. Yep. And I really love that scene. I think it applies to so many things where you just, at a certain point, have to take a look at what you have and put something together. And it's amazing. Do you think that is what you're thinking of when you think of a training montage? Is a bunch of uh, eggheads at NASA trying to fit a bunch of crap together? No, I remember that scene now. I'm thinking very clearly of someone being in like a computer simulator sort of thing. And like okay. they're like, like one of those things fake that like crash. sits in uh it's like there's a post in the middle and then an arm comes out and there's like a car oh. and it spins really fast so they that I think is like... the right stuff. Oh. And real life too. They did that. Sure. Are you thinking of the Kobayashi Maru in Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Are you I'll... thinking about the training sequence in Rocky? Nope. Okay. Rudy. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I remember liking this movie. Like, I feel like this is one of those movies that cynicism makes me fear that it actually is, like, super corny and dumb. But I feel like there's no reason for that to be true. Because I feel like this was, like, Ron Howard at his, like, most balanced earnestness. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, aren't all Ron Howard movies kind of like feel good, mm. we struggle and rise above, and I don't know. there's a plucky little guy? I don't actually remember most of the movies he's directed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's so saccharine as that description sounds. 
I think there's a certain um, there's a certain quality of lack of cynicism, but I don't think I've ever felt like openly manipulated. Yeah, although there is a scene where Tom Hanks's wife is Looks taking a shower. And her wedding ring falls down the drain. Oh. And it is like this very like on the... Maybe that's historically accurate. Maybe she was like, this was a terrifying omen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she's like, it's like this weird moment of she thinks like she's going to... Because she's afraid. There's this whole thing. Like her whole thing is like she's afraid that Tommy Hanks is going to die. Because space is incredibly dangerous and things blow up a lot. Uh, so then there's a scene where like her wedding ring falls down the drain while she's taking a shower. And it's like... There's a significant, like, shot of her face where she's, like, this omen of, like, losing her. Anyway, but I feel like that part is... I don't think it's, like... I don't think there's any music under it, which I feel like then would be over the top. I feel like it's just, like, they just present the scene, and you just look at her face, and you're like, oh, yeah, that would be unsettling. But I don't think there's, like, dramatic music (laughs) under it or anything. But if you think about it, the stakes are so high in space. And any small thing can have uh, incredible repercussions. What? So what goes wrong? What's the thing that goes wrong? It's just like a part that blows up. They lose fuel. They get shot. I want to say there's a fire or something. Or like... I think something definitely blows up, right? There's like one part of the ship that has... Yeah, like something goes wrong on a part of the ship and they need to figure out how to block off that part of the ship so they don't lose... Their heat in air and does all that they, stuff. Do, does part of the heat shield malfunction leaving the atmosphere and then a part gets burned? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. But maybe. I think uh, there is a uh, like a go math element of the movie where I believe they have to like make sure they fly in at just the right angle so they don't skip off the atmosphere of the Earth. Sure. And they're like, I, you know, this might be Dan's bet. At some point, someone, whether it be uh, someone who is directly under Tom Hanks in the cast, or literally, this is the guy's one line, will say, they're coming in a little shallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm also getting that mixed up with this X-Files episode I just watched. <laughs> Where they're trying to get people back from space, but there's, like, an alien that's, like, taken over the head of mission control. This is based on a real... And they also have to change trajectory or they'll burn up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, maybe that's based on a real thing, too. (laughs) Wait. I'm saying, uh, a lot of... There's a lot of the same things are in movies about space flight. Yeah. And, like, I know this one really happened, so a lot of things are there because this is the way it actually actually works. Uh, but they're all getting mushed together. Like, they go up in space. It's dangerous in space. Here are the dangers that can happen. You can run out of oxygen. Fire destroys everything. Uh, now you need to figure out how to get back on trajectory. Trajectory is a big deal. Maybe you go around the moon to slingshot yourself the right way. Mm-hmm. And then you got to come back in. Or are you going to burn up on re-entry? That actually might happen in this one. Mm-hmm. Do they slingshot around the moon? Yeah. <coughs> I'm also thinking about the Martian, which I read but didn't see. Mm-hmm. And they slingshot around something. Yeah. Mars. No, Earth. Yeah. They slingshot around Earth. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so the thing that I remember from the, uh, from the NASA controller interview was that he was the person who made the call that they should just test. They were going to just rattle, I forget which tank it is, just double check a tank. And when they did that, all hell broke loose. 
Is that um, what exploded? No, I don't think anything explodes, but something definitely malfunctions, is my memory. Um, But the timing of that was actually incredibly fortuitous, because if they had landed, there would have been no way to get back. Mm. So the fact that they found the problem while they were still airborne Ah. made all the difference for their ability to get back home. But there was a lot of uh, uncertainty. Right. Hmm. Yep. Um, You had mentioned that it's... uh... When men were men. Uh-huh. So I'm very curious. Do you mm. think that this passes Ooh. the Bechdel-Wallace test? I feel like there might be potential because the families are around. Although I guess technically they would be, might be talking about the astronauts' right. health and safety. Yeah, there's probably... I feel like there could be a scene where two wives are in the kitchen. Yeah. The families are over at one person's house. Two wives are in the kitchen. And one says to the other, how are you holding up? And then the one has to answer... In a very specific way. <laughs> in a vague enough terms yeah. for it to pass. To be like, ooh, well... I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. As opposed to I'm nervous about Tom yeah. Hanks or whatever. Or if we're lucky, which I can't believe I'm saying this, if we're lucky at the beginning of the movie when they're all just hanging out casually, they will be in the kitchen and will say something like, this casserole is great. <laughs> <laughs> or something. But it has to take place in a kitchen. It has to take place in the kitchen. Uh, so I'm going to say no. I think uh, this is not going to pass. I also am going to say I think there's going to be multiple wives, but I think only Tommy Hanks' wife is actually going to get a name. And uh-huh. even that might just, might not happen. I have some hope for a mother-daughter Ooh. conversation potential, but not sure. Well, what I, are they going to talk about other than, like, is dad going to be okay? Why don't you ever listen to me? You're ignoring me. It's because I have bigger things on my mind. Let's go this get Chinese food. <laughs> this casserole is great. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, I'm also going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Way to go, Ron Howard. I mean, it was the 70s. Right. Women weren't talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Except in secret, when the feminist, uh, militant feminists were creating chaos, trying to overthrow the patriarchy, right? Hey, light this bra on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what happened? Someone stuffed a flaming bra in the Apollo 13 ship, and then... Because they were like, get Sally Ride up there, <laughs> or else. Right. Wow. She was. Well, that awesome. is something else you know about the space. Yeah. yeah. That's great, Dan. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Dan. <laughs> I know a woman's name. <laughs> well, I, so, I mean, I think I will probably give this at least uh, four Apollos. Sure. Uh, and I will say already I'm feeling tense just hearing... Dan not know about the movie and make assumptions. I'm already feeling defensive on behalf of the movie, <laughs> which makes me think I really liked it, and I'm really hoping I still like it. I think I will. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna come out four stars. Okay. Stars. They actually, oh, oh stars, stars actually make sense. apply in this, in this case. But what star? What Moons. Greek oh. figure is the star named after? Um, I mean, Apollo's got a sun, right? Isn't that Helios? Helios. Is that the Roman version? Don't they kind of mix... Didn't they kind of get mashed together at some point? Because, like, Homer and some other asshole, like... Oh, you're right. Because he had a chariot that he drew the sun across with his... But I think that was originally a different guy. And then, like, some dummies in, like, Britain in Oxford was just like, Ah, I'll just mix them together. It doesn't matter. How about four moons? Okay. (laughs) Four four yet un... 
touched moons because they do not get to land on the moon. Oh. Which is like... Well, they got touched with Apollo 11, yes, apparently. Yes, but like, part of the drama is Tommy Hanks is so pumped to be one of the first men to land on the moon, and then he misses his shot. Oh, because mm. he's old? On the old end of astronauts? Like, he's not going to get to go again? Well, probably because he's trapped in space and might die at that. I mean, that's oh. where his mind is, I think, at that point in the yeah. movie. Is there any part where they're like, ah, I, I, ra- I would have preferred to get to the moon and die there? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I don't... No? Mm-hmm. All right. Because I think only... I think... I feel like Kevin Bakes is like the young hotshot in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, he doesn't necessarily have like a family that he's... I think he's also a last minute substitution. He is. He is. Oh. There's drama who? there. Mm-hmm. For Sinise. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Of Mice and Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Beth? How many moons? Are we not going around the horn? Oh, did you? Sorry. No, it's fine. You talked for a long time. <laughs> I assumed that at some point you said how many. That's fine. No, you, you don't many? listen. You don't listen. I understand. I get it. Beth, what, how do you think the movie's going to go? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Four moons. Great. Yeah, I really don't remember liking this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm going to just say three moons for now. Because um, I <laughs> I really feel indifferent to it. But it it's probably awesome because I love space and astronauts and all that stuff. So I'll probably really enjoy it now that I am an adult and maybe understand the ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you hold human life as a precious thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get why this is, like, insanely dangerous. Because <laughs> I probably didn't understand, like, trajectory and all that stuff. Like, it probably was just like, why don't they just land? Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. how, like, all other spacecrafts, you know. You were like, mm-hmm. why don't they just turn around? Yeah. Like, yeah. They do, like, a cool flip, like an X-Wing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what to give this, given that I remember <laughs> almost nothing about it. That would uh, lend some evidence to me not liking it that much. Right. Um, and I kind of like the idea of giving it a low rating just to see if I get angry. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Um, it's already happening. But I, but I, I'm like aware that it's a good movie. Like people generally think of this. No one's like, "Fuck Apollo 13." <laughs> I bet there's some websites out there. Probably. Uh, so I think we're gonna give it two and a half. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. I'll like. There'll be math, and I'll like that. I, yeah. There might not I be like, that much math. I like Tom Hanks math. a lot. Yeah. Tom Hanks is Who doesn't? Great. So charming. So uh, charming. 2.5 moons. All right. Two moons and one moon cheek. Oh. Gross. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll come up with a new rating system. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to hit pause and go watch Apollo 13. We'll be right back. Um. 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 Uh, uh, and we're back. We just watched 116 minutes of the most delightful movie, maybe not ever made, but one of the most delightful movies we've ever watched on Toad's Recall. Okay. Uh, bold <laughs> start, um, despite the cynicism of Dan. Uh, Jaquette this time. Jaquette. I want that to be clear. The cynicism the, of Jaquette is what we're talking about. turn of personality. It's almost... Ugh. It's almost what? I was going to try to make an elaborate reference to, like... Up is down. We Yeah. How you have to... The backwards attitude, yaw, ch- controls when you're yeah. trying to burn... When you're trying to burn to navigate burn back towards to, Earth. Anyway. Yeah. Apollo learned, 13. Uh, some of us learned a little something about the space program, and <laughs> others of us talked through most of the movie <laughs> and missed all the poignant moments. 
Danjaquit. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was talking to other people who were talking to him. Yeah, I wasn't oh. just monologuing in a vacuum. <laughs> like space. <laughs> yes. Monologuing like some incredible uh, vest-based monologuing from Ed Harris, <laughs> who was the actor I tried to remember in the first half. Yeah. Oh, he's great. It's great. This movie came out in 1995. Who was right? Uh, Someone... I think that was in the range of what I rattled off. <laughs> uh, actually, it wasn't. Lyndon got it. <laughs> yeah. Boom. You gave a range for the year it took place. Oh, and that was also wrong. We were all wrong. This was 1970. This was like right after like, but Apollo bam, bam, boom. 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Apollo 12. Did they talk about Apollo 12? No. Yeah, oh, no, yes, they did. Oh. Because Apollo 12 was the one that had the fire in it. I thought it was Apollo no, 1. Apollo no, 1 had Apollo the fire. One, yeah. So I was wrong about Mercury. <laughs> I already forgot. <laughs> that was like minute one of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because people were talking during the movie. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm we just always saying. talked during the movie. <laughs> I know, but there was so much information. There was not a single line in this movie that went to waste. But let's talk about the information, because Molly, you pointed out the elegant beauty of exposition <sighs> in this film. It was just well-timed and the absolute minimum number of words. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of white men in rumpled shirts <laughs> yeah. saying very terse but effective lines of dialogue. <laughs> like, all right, we got to build a filter. Or, oh, coming in shallow, which I nailed. Someone totally yeah. said they're coming in shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah when the uh, NASA people were doing it, it was pretty elegant. But when mm-hmm. they... They also were giving exposition through the newscasters. Yes. Which I thought was a fun mechanic for the movie but sure. that well i felt a little that was less elegant than when it was like we got to build a filter and then it would cut to like well the co2 is building up and if that happens um, well that can be bad that'll right. happen when there's too much co2 some of that like not i mean my guess is not all of it but some of that was <laughs> real footage yes sure i assumed yeah. all of it was yeah except for the parts where kevin bacon and tom hanks had speeches yeah. on TV. Yeah. But Unless... that's what I, I'm wondering if they're like layering in like stuff from. Yeah. What? Or Time immortality. Travel. Oh, immortality. <laughs> I would be so sad if we finally got time travel and just used it to make Apollo 13. Yeah, but think, okay, but consider this. Mm. If any industry would pour millions of dollars into incredible <laughs> technology simply for the sake of special effects, it would be the Hollywood machine, right? Yeah. Like, Ron Howard would be like, I want to actually be in the 70s. <laughs> I, <you know? laughs> so, it is a good segue into just talking is about it? NASA. Uh, but, like, I guess we can talk about the movie. But I was thinking during this movie, <laughs> like, I, I'm like, full, I get why people like like space travel and I am on board that uh, funding NASA has led to guys, a bunch, of, gripping oh, the table. A bunch of other advancements. Oh, keep digging. Uh, and so there's like secondary benefits but the whole time I was like who cares if we get to the moon? Like oh. that goal? Oh my oh, God. Like, Daniel I don't care. Glad. I don't care if we land on the moon. I get that up to that point a lot of technological advances to have to get there, but like we're not going to build a moon base up there. We were, we're going to. Well, some of us, you guys, this is about to get real spiritual. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> believe that our entire purpose 
is to experience the universe. Have you ever heard the quote, you are the universe experiencing itself? Yes. Uh, no. Oh. Well, some of us feel that way. <laughs> so space travel is a huge part of that. Hum- like, as a human, the idea that you can go outside of the Earth and that your existence is not only on this planet is incredible. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, or just the idea of being able to see the Earth as a collective unit as opposed to these separate little nations with their own mm-hmm. little ideas. Sure, it's cool, but is it worth, like, <laughs> oh. a ton of money and people dying oh. or almost dying? Daniel. Lord bless us. You know people? what? They said the same thing about traveling across the terrifying Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> and now here we are sitting in glorious... native people? Sitting in glorious America. Where you have the privilege to sit in your manufactured flannel shirt in this wonderful insulated apartment Made with your prescription glasses. With slave labor in All right. Asian countries. Look, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying if we didn't go because it was there, there'd be no Dan Jaquette to complain. And someday there's going to be a moon Dan Jaquette who's being like, I get getting out of the solar system. I know it's cool. But are we really going to spend all these moon bucks? And <laughs> what do you think the conversion rate is on moon bucks? I don't know. Well, I feel like, I, I assume at that point the Earth has become a burnt husk because of our terrible uh-huh. raping and pillaging of natural resources, yeah, yeah. and the moon is all we have. So moon bucks is exchanged with I don't know. So we should go to the moon to bail out our bad decisions here on Earth. No. No, we should go to the moon so that we have a kick-ass moon base. <laughs> Is everybody else really on board with going to the moon? I'm on board with going wherever the hell we can. I'm super on board with I think that. it's badass. It's cool, but is it worth the loss of life <gasps> and, and resources, is what I'm saying. Wow. Could it's- we get those uh, the same amount of technological advances that... Uh, improve the quality of life on our planet without having to be racing the Russians to go somewhere where there's moon rocks. I I think you're looking at it in a, in a different way than we're looking at it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I feel like if you're looking at it as, like, oh, it's a race with another country to, like, do something just because you can do it, like, that's not... That's not... Really, there's no point behind that. But that's why we went. That's but that. that helped that's got the funding that made why, it possible. That's why, yeah. like, the so government like funded it because yeah. they're dumb in that way. Like, let's dumb talk Americans about were doing what that. inspired investment, right? Because you're talking about all these things could be invented, right? Yeah. But something must spark that drive and that funding of an idea. Right? Where we got to beat the Russians. This country is founded upon the incredible motivating power of spite and fear. <laughs> right, and I don't like that. Well, deal. And it's illustrated oh. in going to the moon. Oh, I'm so sorry you're benefiting from it, though, Mr. Velcro Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's heat, up, let's heat up some cheese in the microwave. Have your nachos. Sir. Sir. We could still be doing math on paper. Yeah, math on paper is fun. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, please. So you are, wait, so you are a math nerd that hates space travel. 
You are that dichotomy of a human being. I guess. I don't I just don't get excited about it. All right. I don't get excited about the end result of putting a person on the moon. It seems uh really egotistical. I was thinking about ego the whole time watching this movie when uh like in the beginning when we have these missteps of like the one crew doesn't get to go because someone's sick, and then they bump Gary Sinise, and all the astaron- astaurants, astaurants, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was up. Astaurant restaurants. <laughs> it's where you go to eat moon burgers. Is that the problem? You think this is all about restaurants? <laughs> yeah, Expansion. there's no food on the moon. Why are we going there? Um, uh, it just they, their egos just seem huge, and they I were, and I find that. In life, I've decided yeah. that uh, the ego causes more problems than good. Sure. Um, and so I was like, hey, guys, check yourself. You should sacrifice yourself for the mission if that's the important part to you. Right. Uh, and they did in the end. Yeah. But I could tell, like, the gears were turning. Like, what if, uh, no, what if I just go up there because I can do it? I'm a strong astro man. Yeah. And I like that. Well, that's true to history. Yeah. They all did, actually. You know, they all drove sports cars and... Well, they're all uh, test pilots. Yeah, I mean, they're all like hotshot adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not my kind of dude. Okay. <laughs> what about modern NASA, where there's like teachers and botanists and shit that go up into space? Is that fun for you? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't, space isn't exciting See, anymore. I thought I was oh only going to have to feel frustrated with you about the movie. <laughs> and <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I bet okay. he's infuriated. Because, okay, here's what I'm thinking. If you, let's say... You grew up in, like, a very small town. Yeah. And you were like, I know that there is a ton out there in the world, but I just don't see the point of, like, going to see other things. Right? Like, it's the same thing. Like, Earth is so tiny compared to everything that's out there, and they have an opportunity to start exploring. You're, like, broadening. So you get a step to the moon. Now now they're going to head to Mars, and eventually they'll get, hopefully, they can do more space exploration and find out really what the universe is about. That's and cool, right? it doesn't right? interest you at all? Not really. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think there's an, I don't wonder what things are about. I don't think there's an about to the universe. Well. Like a bigger meaning? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wow. There's, but there is more, even if you're saying not about, this got you guys totally calling out <laughs> real today. <Yeah. laughs> Even if there's not about, there is like a ton of other stuff out there, right? Sure, there's other matter out there. Yeah. Yeah. Your lack of curiosity is is so frustrating. (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) Okay. Okay. What if... We did watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) What? We did watch the movie. We did. did. What if... Okay, what if Lawrence Fishburne came to you (laughs) and he said, okay... You are a Superman, but you need to jump into this billion-dollar bullet. We're going to shoot it off the planet. And if you choose to go, you'll get super cool internet powers and learn kung fu. Wait, I get to turn into Neo if I go to space? Yes. And if you go to Congress and lobby for more funding (laughs) for that space program. That sounds exhausting. (laughs) What am I going to get in space that I can't get here? Can I get a burger in space? Well, in that situation, I'm getting uh, uh, Matrix superpowers. Right. Just by going to space. Yeah. Not the process of learning how to do it. Just like I I arrive on the moon and 
There's Larry Fishburne with a with a golden key. Okay. I may not have sure, thought this I enough. Space I haven't thought this through. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what I appreciate, which is related to this in a way, is I appreciate the fact that this movie does, as much as it glorifies... Uh, the accomplishments of space, the space program, they do go out of the way to like point out, like even before things go wrong, like you guys, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like they, like you know, the movie does just constantly show you, like this is absolutely bonkers. Like they have these sweeping shots of the uh, launch system, like you know, disengaging from the Saturn V and just like shit flying everywhere and huge monstrous explosions, and it keeps showing all three men looking extremely uncomfortable. Strapped into their little pods. And, uh, you know, it is. It's a nutty, cuckoo, you know, cuckoo banana thing to do. That's a human being. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah, I think there is a part of me that really values this idea of doing as much as you can to see what you can do. Right? Yeah. So, I, for example, think it's amazing that there are planes that can refuel other planes while they're flying. Yeah. Yeah. Like that to me is like somebody drew that on a piece of paper <laughs> and there were people with the funding and also the persistence yeah. to figure out how to make that a reality. And that's a real thing that just happens now, right? Yeah. So I think that is part of the appeal of the space program is that people are willing to put their own lives in danger um, in order to push the limits of what's possible. I think that's important. So there. That's what I think. <laughs> I feel like that's more comprehensive than my sputtering before. <laughs> I was just so mad. I just couldn't think of what to say. Because I really loved this movie. I loved everything about this movie. It was perfect and joyful and cool. So there. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm so used to looking just at you, default. Dan Linden. Just default. Oh. Uh, Man. So that's it. So that's it. So podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Dan hates space. I don't care about space. I don't <laughs> hate space. I just, I just, I don't care about it. All right, fine. Don't care about it. <sighs> I don't hate chemistry. Just why do we have to know about molecules? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're not. I like, I like chemistry. I don't know. I'm, just, do I'm nearly as confused as you guys as why I care about something but not space. <laughs> like I like science and math. Yeah. And learning things, sure. usually. Although now I'm getting tired of learning things. <laughs> to, be, to be honest. You're spent. I took a class recently and I was like, I don't care about this at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, space just doesn't... Like, the idea to, like... The risk doesn't... It seems like there's better ways to achieve what I see as the uh, positive outcome mm. of that. Which is... Learning more about innovation sure. and technology sure. without uh, putting those lives at risk. All right. Let me present to you the cynical reality that is the best compromise I can offer you in the world we live in today. Uh, the only other way we develop technology at an accelerated rate oh. is to Whoa. kill people. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's a pretty decent alternative if it's like just three guys might die instead of thousands. Sure, I'm, I mean, right? I'm on board with right. that choice. I'm like, I'm, it doesn't make me excited. Sure, about it. that's that's fair. <laughs> Should we talk about the movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that dude's blue shirt was awesome. Which dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that, okay. The guy, that's there the are... real guy that you met, right, at the thing? The uh, guy with the blue shirt? Well, that's that blue him, shirt right? guy? Yeah, okay, you guys, I didn't, like, meet him. But, I mean, like, he panel. was the guest, He right? was the guest. The guy with the cool blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. so he's the one who tells them to, uh, what is it Cycle called? the, Cycle the oxygen. Stir the tanks. Stir the tanks. tanks. Yeah. And yes, yeah, and so you learned something. I was, there, uh, oh. Someone was talking and didn't hear that stirring tanks. I guess <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, he was the guy who, and there wasn't time to stir the tanks. They didn't need to. It was just an extra little check. Oh. Uh, and so you met the actor or the actual? No, guy the actual guy that was on Apollo thirteen. He, that was in the, the, he was in, in the, ground control. Right. So wait, yeah. he was just being cautious and was just like, why yeah, don't we just give it a go? Yeah, he was just like, he just based on like pure instinct or whatever, was oh, like, yeah, let's man. just give that. And so, and all hell broke loose. But, as I mentioned before, had he not done that in time, if they had landed on the moon first, they, oh, they right. would have never been able to leave the surface. Because right. they would have anyway. had to stir the tanks at some point? Uh, yeah, yeah. So right. if they had stirred him after they landed. How come that guy didn't get a glare like the doctor that said uh, Gary Sinise had measles? Because he was never like, well, the tanks are fine. <laughs> or the tanks it. aren't good to fly, yeah. but these other tanks are. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and I think it's like an old, uh, like, reoccurring thing with uh, astronauts and flight people in general that medical folks are not necessarily on your side. Right. Right. Uh, and actually watching this made me think of uh, a story uh, my dad told about a pilot of a, um, like a little Cessna. And um, he uh, was losing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he shut everything off to conserve power and mostly glide for a landing. And all he needed, like he had a cornfield in front of him or some kind of open field. He was doing fine. He was going to make a great landing. All he had to do was get his landing gear out and open and down. And if the landing gear came through, he was going to be great. And so he had turned off everything in order to conserve power. He comes in for a landing and his uh, uh, landing gear comes out like 90%, which is not enough because it's going to buckle. So it buckles on impact. His plane gets demolished. He's able to walk away. But before he even has a chance to open the door, as he's lying there in the wreckage of his very expensive Cessna, he hears a whirring sound and realizes he forgot to turn off the air conditioning. Oh. If he just turned off the air conditioning, he could have landed just fine. Oh, man. Creature comforts. You right? Yep. Do us in. <laughs> That's the moral of that story, right? Yeah. Of oh, this story or of Apollo 13? Oh, this story. Okay. I just mean a lot of stuff can happen <laughs> yeah. that very easily yeah. affects things. Or right. like a flat tire can bring down a, a giant jet and a f- ball of flames. Right. Well, the Challenger exploded because one O-ring. ring shrunk. Yeah. Because the weather was weird and it was a shitty ring. Wow. That's crazy. On my birthday. Oh. Right. Wait a minute. Oh, Wait a minute. Now, we understand. now we're getting the origin story of your hatred of oh. space because you had a shoved into your head from day one that on the day of your birth, death and fire rained down in the sky oh. because of the space program. Oh no, I think it's more like on the day of his birth, something else got all the attention. Uh, What's such a big deal about space I exploration? It's my it birthday. Yep. Yep. I don't know if it was my birth year, but it's the birthday. <laughs> to be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. here we have a young Dan Jaquette <laughs> standing or sitting maybe in a high chair. I don't know how old you'd be at that point. Alone. 
An unlit birthday candle sits in front of him while everyone mills about the television watching the horrors unfold of the space program. And somewhere deep in his childish psyche begins the seed of fuck the space program. (laughs) If the Challenger hadn't exploded, my parents probably would still be (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Just saying. This is the realest toast. This is incredible. I remember when the Challenger exploded. I don't know if you guys do. Nope. I I was in the sixth grade, I think. That seems right. What year was that? It's like 86. Okay. Something like like that. Anyway, uh, I remember watching it. I was at my friend's house and we saw it on TV. And I remember, like, in my childlike way, the gravity of the situation unfolding. Because at first I was like, I think something went wrong. (laughs) And then I was like, huh. And they sent out, like, rescue crews. Because you have to. You can't just not send a crew. It's bad PR. I was like, you know, I just don't understand how they would make it. Like, I remember (laughs) trying to explain to my friend's dad. I was like, I just really feel like there was an explosion and then a really long fall. And there's all that water. I just don't see how. (laughs) And his face was just totally pale. And he was like... In hindsight, I think he must have been thinking, I'm prepared to explain this to my own children, yeah. but I've got this, this tag along. psychopath child. Who's, <laughs> <laughs> like, calculating all the ways. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it was a really sad experience because they built it up in school. It was right. in a weekly yeah. reader. It was a really big deal. It is interesting. They sort of comment in the movie, to bring it back mm-hmm. to that, about how, <laughs> about, I guess. No big deal. The movie, uh, about how people don't. Uh, for Apollo 13 don't really care right. about mm-hmm. a space program anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. the Tom Hanks' wife is like, why aren't they broadcasting it? He's like, oh, no one no one cares anymore, essentially, yeah. right? Until things go horribly wrong. Right. Yeah. Because dog bites man. What? Right? That old um, news thing? Man, uh, man bites dog. <laughs> dog bites man is not a news story. Okay. Yeah. Man bites dog is a news story. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So in this case, the dog is... Dog biting a man is space travel. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, man biting a dog is space travel going wrong. I see. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Or if it bleeds, it leads. That's yeah. a, probably a better... Well, they specifically say the uh, the ship, the craft is bleeding. That's mm-hmm. the line they use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Journalism. Yeah. But I think it was even the mission directly after Apollo 11 that... Nobody cared. Like, it went from parades and this huge uh, reaction to yeah. just no one caring at all yeah. about the space program. And then the shuttle got really routine. People just yeah, didn't that's even... Yeah, that's an issue today, too, where it's like, there's literally people in space right now. And like, you can, six people. And you can, like, watch them. Like, they, you can, like, go on, you, you know, the internet and just, like, watch people be in space. But it's people are just like... Oh, I watch it all the time. It's the best. (laughs) They do these awesome experiments, and you're like, that's insane. It's really fun. They do a lot of liquid work. It's really cool. I'm down with liquid work. Yeah. (laughs) Which was in this movie. Yes. And I wondered, uh, that seems dangerous. In, like, there's all those electronics. Right. But I guess they got condensation on it, so maybe the liquid doesn't matter. Yeah, liquids are different because they have surface tension, so they stay together, and they can you know, find it easily and get rid of it. You just drink it up or whatever it is. But, like, powders and things like that are really problematic because yeah. they could Go get everywhere. into... Yeah, they get into the systems and into the air vents and stuff. Dust. Yeah. yeah. 
You took a vacuum cleaner up there and you hadn't emptied the bag. They have to, oh, you guys, the grossest thing is, like, you shed skin all the time and you don't really notice it. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, so when they take off their socks in space, they have to do it next to an air vent that will, like, suck it out of the air or else you're, like foot particles will just be, like, floating around and stuff. It's really gross. If you ever... Uh, that will be in our newsletter. A video of <laughs> someone taking their someone sock take off. Someone socks off in, in space. Nice. It's really gross. Uh, Totesrecall.com is where you can find that newsletter. Nice. <laughs> Plugging it. Uh, I'd like to direct attention to maybe one of the best elements of this film, and that mm-hmm. is the haircuts. Oh. I actually wrote... Uh, at the beginning of the movie when they were like a bunch of intense scenes about like Gary Sinise is sick it was my call and then like later scenes where Vest Harris was telling people like what to do I actually wrote like half every important moment in this movie is a bunch of haircuts glaring at each other because <laughs> <laughs> they all have these very like severe, very severe. like deliberate hair yeah. And they're all wearing their little shirts and ties. They, or vests, in yeah. one case. Yeah. They ha- I, well, you mentioned earlier, those like they had these like t-shirt turtlenecks on. Several yeah. people in oh, the yeah. control room had them on. And they're all like kind of like yeah. totally 70s colors. Like a pale oh, blue and a brown. And, like, yeah, a most people had just like a rod. white button up. Yeah. But then like a couple people popped couple out with colors. Yeah. What, was it, Beth, were you going to point out that a guy's shirt just like straight up matched his oh, hair? It was orange. Yes. Yeah. It, was incredible. Yeah, it was the same color. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I I mean, they had to have done that on purpose. There's no way that, like, the costume, customer was like, yes, this color complements you well. <laughs> Do you think it that's, like, like, a friend of Ron Howard's? Like, put him in the... I made this shirt special. <laughs> I did shirt. see, like, like another um, Howard. Clint. Credit. Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah he's, in, Howard. he's in all the Ronnie Howe movies. Who is he? Clint was the uh, bald, sweaty guy who was the guy who was like, they, they got to shut down the tank. Or they're going to, you know, like, oh, this is my call. Like, I'm saying, like, yeah, they're dead in the water in 15 minutes or whatever. He's the first yeah. guy who's just like, they're fucked. Yeah. Start turning stuff off. That was a pretty good Clint Howard impression. Yeah. Oh, well, you're great. I'll take <laughs> that on my tour. And he's a brother? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He shows up in most of his movies. I've seen him before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NBD. Yeah. Wait, I, have you seen I, him in real life? I recognize an actor oh, from <laughs> another movie. Okay, very good. Very good. Uh, interesting Ron Howard fact. Ooh. Oh. Uh, one of the things that he does is he brings the writers into the editor's process, mm. which mm. is very rare. Yeah. Usually the writers are just, thank you. Garbage. Off you go. Yeah. Right. But he, I think, was pointing out that basically editors are also story writing. Absolutely. Right? It's yeah. so critically important. And to bring those writers back in is like this perfect synthesis of beginning and end and helping to work stuff out. Hmm. I don't know if the editors like it, but it sounds really right. cool to me. And the movie is edited so beautifully, but that's nothing compared to the acting. Oh, so many scenes. I would just scream, <laughs> acting! Yeah. It was incredible. There was a lot yeah. of real good, uh, quiet, effective moments mm. with uh, the lady playing Tom Hanks' wife, who mm-hmm. I recognize, but I don't know why. It might just be because of this movie. I feel like I've seen her in other things. Yeah. I yeah, I looked her I looked up her IMDB page and she was in a lot of things that I can't remember really, but they weren't movies that I had seen. It's yeah. like Hills Have Eyes and things like that. Ooh, scary. Yeah, she's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan was right that there was a Tom Hanks uh, explaining how a shuttle blows up to his son using a toy model. Boom. Oh. 
uh, it was a pretty good scene. He that was. kid, that kid worked it. Yeah, he only had a, yeah. a couple lines, but he but hit he him uh, effectively. Acted fear. <laughs> oh, that one line where he's like, "Was it the door?" Oh, like yeah, after Tommy was... Hank had explained with the model that the door wouldn't open, and that's why they all burned it down. Yeah, the kid <laughs> asked once his wife, his mom said there was something wrong with the ship. The ship. He was like, "Was it the door?" Because oh. that was the like the the monster under the bed of the space yeah. program. Apparently, <laughs> the, the door, the door that wouldn't open. Yeah, that's terrifying. To right, be oh, man. In a burning thing. Yeah, bang on the door. They did a uh, Reinhard and whoever was the cinematographer. <laughs> uh, they did a good job of making the spacecraft seem claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of shots of just like Bill Paxton's head, just sort of like. <laughs> practically leaning against Kevin Bacon at a weird angle while one of them was working on something. Yeah, yeah. the the no-gravity stuff looked good. Yeah. It looked mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because they were in the puke rocket. Vomit, vomit comet. comet. <laughs> <laughs> I think every rocket is the puke rocket. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or what? But yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. All the stuff spinning through. Right? There. Oh. Fun. There were some beautiful shots, too, of... Um, even ground control mm-hmm. that were just incredible sweeping moments um, that probably you should see. You should yeah. probably watch the movie. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to describe you it very well. You are in love with this movie. I'm in love with it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. There was a cool shot that showed like the scale of. It did a good job of conveying the scale of the the building where they construct the oh, Saturn Fives yeah. yeah. and everything where they construct everything, which is also which is like in real life legitimately impressive accomplishment of arch- of construction and engineering because it's an enormous building that can fit a fucking space rocket inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Fun fact: they have little uh, miniature weather events at the top of that building. Because it's so large. Really? Uh, wow. That also That's happens crazy. in the Blimp Hanger. The what? The Blimp Hanger, where I had my regional robotics competition uh, in what? high school. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what even are you? <laughs> oh, I built a robot in a blimp. But who cares about the exploration of space and scientific progress? Yeah, I don't know. So if we were just building robots on the ground, you'd be totally cool with it. Yeah. Okay. That is cool. <laughs> Okay, so are you, are you more comfortable with space stuff now since most of it is like, what if we just shot a smart camera up there? Like, is that part cool to you? It's like the technology is cool. Yeah. It's just the idea of going and looking at space. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get excited about it. Like, the, the problem solving that has to go into place to do that? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> the end result? Who cares? So you like the middle of this movie? Uh, that's why he remembered the training so much. <laughs> yeah, I like the training module, which is totally in there. It, it was. was totally you in nailed it. it. I, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Yes, is the answer to your question. Okay, so let me get. The, so let me understand. Like the way the the, the scale, like the the sine wave of Jaquette's interest in this movie. Uh, domestic conversations, Tom Hanks being drunk. Sure, I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, On board, charmed by Tom Char- Hanks. Of course. We, Why mean, wouldn't you be? Goes without saying. So charming. Absolutely. Charming. Uh, okay, three men in a fake space pod playing with cameras and robots. Pretty cool. Okay. Also kind of like a video game. <laughs> right, true. Very true. Uh, okay, 
uh, strapping in, men shoving their feet onto the shoulders of astronauts as they tightly strap them into a suit that is the only thing keeping them alive as they shoot forward through the atmosphere. Uh, I was that part was fine. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't crazy. Giant explosions, vibrating Tom Hanks' head, sweat, <laughs> constant sweating from every man shot on camera because this is the moment where everything could go wrong. Yeah, now I'm like, why? Yeah, why yeah. Bother? Okay, okay, okay. Floating in space, the majesty of the blue marble, uh, Tom Hanks on the verge of tears. Uh, kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> Explosion! Uh, everything spinning like crazy. Venting oxygen, master lights blinking everywhere, vest being very concerned. Yeah, why? Why did you right, go up right, there? Right, okay, okay. Now you're in danger for no reason. Turning things off. Silent contemplation of mortality floating through space. It's a bummer. Okay. <laughs> uh, going around the moon, looking down at potential landing site, considering what could have been, what could have been possibly the greatest accomplishment in three men's personal lives. They need better priorities. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jump ahead. Uh, stocky bald man dumping a bag full of garbage on a table saying, we have to make a round thing fit in a square thing. The other way around. Yeah. Square thing fit in a round thing. You, fellow sweaty men, you need to help me put together this garbage. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love that problem song. So what, what you're saying <laughs> is you're a ground control guy yeah. as opposed to an astronaut. Sure. I mean, if I had to work for NASA, being an astronaut was like bottom of the list. Sure. Sure. Uh, a terrifying. Sure. I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, B. I don't have the like. Well, I don't have the eyesight. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's not interest. But like, I don't have the drive to be like. I gotta go push the envelope. You're not driving to, sports cars to be and the making suggestive beer thing. bottle into glass yeah. metaphors <laughs> to get ladies. Yeah, I'm not banging a glass with a bottle to a lady <laughs> like Kevin Bacon did. Yeah. There's a reference to the film. Yeah, we're talking about the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, yeah, I'm more of a ground control guy. Okay, all right. okay, okay. Do you want me to get you a stiff white vest that you can wear around the house? Oh, I don't want to be that guy in charge. <laughs> so you want to be, okay, do you want to be the thoughtful guy that Ron Howard made sure we noticed in that one room who then an hour later was like, you guys, it's power, we got to change the power, I've been running the numbers all... For sure, now. I mean, I'm not... Uh, yeah, this is getting real. I'm, I'm not interested in a job... With that high pressure stakes, okay. I don't want a job where people's lives are in my hand. Okay. The same reason, like doctors, yeah. terrify me. Like the idea of having to do surgery, ugh, gross. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, but the science behind it's great. How about the okay. guy? How about this? Let's see. I'm just trying to figure out where the threshold is. What if you're the guy? You're one of the sweaty men around the table. Pile of garbage on the table, and you say, all right, let's build that filter, right? <laughs> you're not the guy going upstairs to vest, saying this is the filter we build. You're just helping him build the filter. Is that still too close to the action? I mean, it's better. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I, don't want to, I just don't want to be involved with that mission. Do you want to be the intern that cleared out the ashtrays in Mission Control? Uh... Uh, that sounds like a crappy job, too. I just don't want to work for NASA. Okay, I think we figured that out. Yeah. This hey. has been the career counseling segment of Totes Recall. Maybe the guy, like, doing maintenance on the trainers? Sure. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah you're, like, running the video game. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like, Mitch, the camera's not working. Yeah. All right. Okay. Although, at a certain point, that really matters, and it now really we're back does. into stress cycle. Yeah, because if you like, misadjusted oh. that camera... 
these golden boys of America are yes, going to go right. down. Yeah. I want to say, speaking of uh, man in white vest with authority making speeches. Ed Harris. Ed Harris makes some incredibly impassioned speeches about failure not being an option. Indeed. And I really loved that because I was thinking about how many times I received some kind of variation on that speech. Yeah. But it's about something so asinine (laughs) and stupid and inconsequential. (laughs) And just once, if I had heard that speech in relation to a life or death, like actual life or death situation, I would welcome it. But as it is, it's always like... Some client who wants a project manager to add a feature for which there's no time. Yeah. And and they're like, I don't care. Just do it. It's like, well, that's lame. Is it over the phone, though? Can you not see the vest? Well, if you could see, it's true. <laughs> you you could see, see the vest. It's so crisp. It's, yeah, the, <laughs> that vest is key for its authority. The implication uh. is... It just got cleaned, or he has a new vest for every mission. Uh, I believe there was exposition, right, through the mission control people that was like, oh, it's like a tradition where I think his wife... Sends him a new vest for the launch or uh, something? I missed that part. But yeah. I, I think it was a new vest. Yeah. People were talking. Oh, <laughs> I always assumed it was a new vest, but I it just... I think it was a new vest because I'm pretty sure it said... Because someone made a comment like, oh, last mission, he looked like uh, they stole it from a gypsy or something. Which oh. is in the oh. 70s. Mm. Uh, uh, and then we, the when he put vest. the box down, one of the you know one of the lieutenants of exposition throughout that set <laughs> were like, this is from your wife. Whatever his name is. Commish. Commish. Command. Space Commissioner. Oh, do you want to be Space Commissioner? Well, that sounds like a cool title. I don't know what it does. Well, since we uh, are being mostly grounded because of your cynical attitude and of others. Am I single-handedly Space Commissioner. I'm saying Space Commissioner would mostly be a ceremonial position. Sure. So you get the title, you don't have to really do anything. I just bang the champagne against the moon lander? Yeah. Before it jumps off, probably actually. Like, Don't you might break you might a break servo a, off? Yeah. And then oh, and then it would be on your hands. Yeah. The blood and champagne would be on yep. your hands. Yep. There, there's a uh, a scene in the movie. I just remembered. We just watched this movie, and I just remembered it. <laughs> but it's it's right when they get up into orbit, yeah. and Tom Hanks is emptying his uh, like urine out into space. Yeah. They the, or the urine dump. Apparently that moment like of when urine goes out in the space it crystallizes and the sun hits it in a certain way yeah astronauts say that that's the most beautiful thing that they've ever seen oh. <laughs> which i think is so funny that's and amazing you wonder about what happens to those crystals as they travel out into space i was do thinking about land... space drug a lot sorry go ahead so do they land on passing comets and other things eventually and there's space urine uh, out there and is there bacteria in well, it well are we altering the makeup of the universe through pee? I don't think our urine ejectors have enough escape velocity for it not to just get pulled back into the Earth's pull. Oh. You know what I mean? Depends when they're venting their urine. Yeah. Right? I mean, if they're well, still in orbit. So, well, right. I mean, if they're like halfway to the moon. Well, no, because the moon's also in the Earth's pull. Hmm. So, I mean, technically, yes, we are altering space every sure. time we go up. Even now, we're altering yeah. space. Uh, I think what we're figuring out, junk. though, is that there is just a trail of urine crystals from here to the moon. <laughs> and that that is now our new Tom Hanks story of phosphorescent algae. Yeah. That's our path to the moon now. Yeah, just follow the urine Just follow trail. the crystal urine trail. That actually sounds amazing. <laughs> it's a yellow brick road. Yeah. Oh. Space Oz. It's the whiz. No. Ah. Oh. Pee. I actually Pee. really like that musical. Yeah, great. It 
did pass the Bechdel-Wallace yeah. test. So well. In multiple times, actually. Yeah, I don't know about so well. Better than most of the movies okay, watched. Better than most movies, but yeah. There, there, what is <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is good enough. There was a, like a scene. There was a scene with the, um, uh, oh, now I'm not going to remember her name. Oh. Mary? Mary? No. Who is it? Is it Tom Hanks' wife? Tom, Tom Hanks' and the other wife. Lady. To be fair, I don't remember his character's name either. So These are real people. Bro. I know. Jim Lovell. Jim Lovell. And Mrs. Lovell. And Mrs. Lovell. <laughs> uh, his, and then his mother. And yeah. then their, um, and their two daughters. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting in a room together having a discussion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of talk about Tom Hanks for a little bit, but there are moments when they don't. Sure. Uh, there was a scene, Freaky Friday-like, where the kids were resistant to the mother's request uh, at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That counts, yeah, and that I counts. think the two wives did talk to each other, and the second wife did get named later. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's Mary. That's yes. Mary. I remember her That's name. Billy yes. Pax's wife. <laughs> yes. Yep. And they talked about her pregnancy. That counts. So I would say for a movie that does not feature any women in any of the main roles, right? Uh, this was exceptional. It was. Yeah, I, I guess I was reacting to the fact that it's like, all it's just dudes. Like the story is about all dudes That's true. doing dude stuff right. and mm-hmm. all white dudes. Welcome yeah. to America. Welcome to America. But test-wise, yes, it did quite well. Yeah. So, of uh, the test that is a very bare bones. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> talked about uh, free-flowing breasts. We talked about pregnancy. Classic non-male subject matter. What was the free-flowing, free-flowing breasts? breasts? Because her two her two daughters were like, she's not wearing a bra, mom. Yes. And they right. were both named. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't remember that part. I must have been talking. Because that's when they were yelling. Like that's when they were like that's when they were being resistant to Mrs. Jim Lovell. Oh, I thought she was because she was like, "You're not going out dressed like that." She was just. I thought she was dressed up for Halloween, but she was just dressed like a hippie of the late '60s, early I, '70s. What? I, I thought she was dressed, dressed up for Halloween. Up for Halloween. Oh, okay, because everyone else because the other kids were dressed up too. Oh, yeah, she was just dressed as a hippie. Yeah, and she was like, "You're not going out like that." We have a relationship sense. outside of our. Yeah. I was thinking, like, why would you dress up as a hippie when hippies are now in that movie? But sure. like, people dress up as hipsters right now, right, to make fun of hipsters, yep. even though hipsters are now. Hipsters are now. <laughs> hipsters forever. That would be a great bumper sticker. Hipsters, hipsters are, are now. Hipsters are now. <laughs> there was no abacus math. There was slide ruler. But there was slide ruler, which is probably what you were yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. As soon as I said abacus, I was like, that seems very. Old, <laughs> but slide rule still is like they went to space with just a slide rule. They're doing math on a slide, rule. right? That's crazy. They say one thing they like to point out for young Turks who complain about the way things are is that we went to the moon with a computer less powerful than the phone in your hand. They do like to say that, yes, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, oh. they, they were coming in a little shallow. Yes, they were on the shallow landing. Oh, yeah, good job. Thank you. Two characters said they were coming in shallow. Yeah. yeah. Once, one was a spaceman, and one was a ground man. <laughs> oh, and wasn't there even a third mention, and then Vest is like, can we do anything about it? Then why tell them? Let yeah. me straighten my tie. Yep. Oh, but, okay, I actually, the tie, there was a lot of import given to neckties in this movie, mm-hmm. because there was there was the, at the moment when they're finally coming in for re-entry, there was like a very deliberate extended shot of vest like readjusting and tightening and like perfectly 
aligning the knot of his tie. And then, earlier, when Vest is on the chalkboard being like, Here's the moon, here's Earth, get them back here. There's a guy who stands up and, like, very clearly stands up to show, for whatever reason, that, like, his tie is, like, much shorter than the ties <laughs> of every other man in there. And he was the one that was like, There's no way, Vest! It's all... Like, he was, like, the first one to be, like, the shut everything down. Uh, and for a short tie, I just noticed that his tie was like way shorter than everyone else's. And I was like, is that deliberate? Was that to be like, this guy don't even know how to tie a necktie. And now he's telling Vest that it can't be done. Is that like the old white hat, black hat? Maybe. Except for like 70s ground control. Is, it's like, it's like a, it's like you don't a, wear hats at ground control. It's a yeah. status game, right? Yeah. That's what I love about space movies. Okay. Uh, including Sunshine, which features Icarus 2, is that the Good way name. scientists make decisions is so fundamentally different than how the rest of us do, right? Right. It's not based on hierarchy, uh, at least in the movies. I don't know how it actually Well, I mean, it's eventually based on hierarchy, because Vest is the one who has to be like, yeah, do that. Right, but he doesn't say, hey, short tie. Oh, yeah. uh, Let me talk to your boss and decide if I believe you. (laughs) It's more like you hired this guy to be an expert in this one thing, and he's saying, he's making the call. Yeah. And there's a real likeliness of going for that. I don't know if it's just a movie thing or if it's a real life thing, but I feel like that is not true in corporate America. Sure. I mean, that's probably real in NASA, like, considering that Mission Control is literally designed where each person is sitting at a very specific station and they're all hooked up by radio to tell each other what they personally think is going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're doing their own math as hard as they can. Yeah. Yeah. That was so or funny. looking at uh, heartbeats and yeah. being freaking out. That, Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? I overplayed his freak out. <laughs> uh, there's a part where they're, the astronauts get irritated uh, with the doctor because yeah. uh, he's watching their heart rate. He's like, you need to go to sleep. Your heart rate's too high. And then Tommy Hanks is like, F you, doctor guy, and rips out his uh, biometrics Bio. yeah. pad. And the doctor freaks out because he flatlines on the screen. He's like, he must have just died. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, no, he just stared it out. But then the other two dudes, I guess, in solidarity, yeah. also ripped theirs out. And then he again freaks out. The second freak out is what I had a problem with. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, fool me once type scenario. Exactly. But they, again, I would argue that, like, because he is trained to just look at that screen, like, I'm sure instinct just kicks in every time that line goes. Well, I think he just didn't think everyone would have the audacity to do that. Right. Thing. Yeah. But he was, I mean, he learned, he ate a lot of humble pie that day because then. Mm-hmm. Sinise came in, it's like, I never had the measles, then, like, very <laughs> deliberately looked at Doctor. <laughs> yeah. And Doctor did a little cartoonish, like, gulp, gulp. He didn't say gulp, he just, <laughs> he just gulped. He seemed to have sort of like a, yeah. But not verbally, but this is an audio medium, so I'm trying my best here, okay? You're doing a great job. Stellar. So did anybody else love this movie as much as I did? How many, uh, what did we just, we, did we land on moon? As I think we the, just uh, did moon. Okay. We not even landed on the moon. Land because on the Dan wouldn't accept that, so we just have to appreciate the moon as a, the celestial <laughs> body it is, where it is. I wouldn't accept moons, I accepted moons. No, but landing on moons is what I'm saying. I accept that it happened. I prefaced in the first step, I believe in the moon landing. Forget it. I was trying to make, I was just trying to shit on you more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, before we get to that, would you? How about we do the, our ongoing segment about a ratings five stars in space? Five star ratings, read from iTunes. Yeah. 
So, if you like the podcast, and I hope you do, feel free to go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. <laughs> and if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, in the uh, impression of a character from the movie or Nick Cage. Right. Hmm. Try to think. There's any good character voices. They're all kind of sort of middle American yeah. Americans. They all just kind of talked pretty much the same, right? Yeah. I mean... I haven't got tired of Nick Cage yet. That means Nick Cage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 13. Thir- oh, 13. Oh, 13. Oh. 13. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> this is from <laughs> Bitatro. No space. Nothing. Just that's the best I could do for pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So I apologize if that is a real name and I mangled it. <clears throat> wow. I love to listen to the four of them try to remember these movies. I'm convinced they have the worst memory ever. Almost every episode of the movies I've seen, I remember everything, and I just scream, Who do you not remember that? Do Star Wars! That's it. There's a five star review. Despite the content, which uh, sounds like he doesn't enjoy it, but I'm glad Bataro well, enjoys it. When he it. says do Star Wars, which implies I will continue listening, or at least I will continue checking the iTunes feed. <laughs> Until you do Star Wars. Yeah. So. Thank you, Bataro. Or, yeah, right? Yeah, thank you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. My 13th. <laughs> hey, thank one you. of the professional newscasters in that movie had a weird voice crackle, and I'm pretty sure that was real footage. Oh. And that was a pro. Yeah. So don't feel bad. So, all right. I feel great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that pep talk. Uh, cool. Yeah. Molly, you gave it four Apollos and then you revised it to four moons um, the first time around. Uh, ten stars. No. <laughs> no. All right. Four and a half. Because I still like some other movies just a little bit more, but I really love this movie. Can I present something to you? Yeah. Do you think you would have liked this movie five moons worth if you'd been able to hear the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> there were some very poignant moments, you guys. We did get shushed once. I'm so, I felt so embarrassed to shush. I felt so bad. <laughs> but I kept finding myself leaning more and more forward in my seat to yeah. where I was practically sitting right in front of the TV. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe I loved it five stars worth. Or five, five moon moons. Boots. Consider this. A star yeah. is much more massive than a moon. So. <laughs> That's true. Oh, all right. Five moons, four stars. Wow, that is still oh. a shit ton of mass. <laughs> I liked it. Dan, you gave it four moons. I did. Yeah, I like this movie. Uh, I'm always easily moved by. Uh, I'm my go. My thing with patri- like any movie that has some level of patriotism would involve space. I'm always just like, yup, keep playing trumpets. I'm totally on board. And then when it involves World War II, I'm like, stop playing trumpets. You're breaking my heart and <laughs> ripping my soul apart because this is incredibly tragic, but also noble and whatever. Uh, so, four moons. I'm good. I'm good with four moons. Mm. Cool. Beth, you gave it three moons. Um, yeah, I'm going to get... Okay, let's see. I'm going to give it... Three and a half moons. What? <laughs> Molly. I don't know. I, I thought it was a good movie. I I wouldn't watch it more, like, again. 
It's I not something watch that, it again right now. Yeah, it's not something that I would like just sit down and watch like if it were on TV. But it was very cool. It's a very cool movie. It's well shot and well acted. Maybe okay, maybe like four. Four movies. Don't <laughs> I didn't mean be bullying into no, a higher well, rating. I, I try to think of it as like what grade would I give it? Sure. It's like a it's like a B plus. Yeah, that's like four right? moons, right? Yeah. So that'd be like four moons. Keep in mind that the higher you rate it, the more you're sticking it to Jaquetta. <laughs> <laughs> you should vote with your heart about All the of movie. The moons. Not about space in general, just about <laughs> no, the movie. If I were rating space in general, I'd give it more grains of sand than Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you like space more than Earth because you don't uh, want to be present in your life now. Oh my um, god! No, <laughs> I am. You're saying that the Earth isn't part of the universe; like it's a separate thing. Uh, no, I'm not. See, <laughs> <laughs> so it's where we are. Anyway, okay. What'd you rate the movie? What did I rate the movie? I gave it two point five moons. Yeah. Uh, I feel similarly to Beth's initial feeling. Uh, before getting peer pressure. Before getting peer pressure into heightening it. It's like, it's like it does what it's doing well. It looks cool. And like everybody acts well. I just, it didn't find it very engaging. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, they've got a problem and they solved it. Yeah. Um... I don't know. 2.5? Sure. I'll stay there. 2.25? I'm going down. Wow. Because I think I I, I imagined enjoying it more than I did. Yeah. So I got to go down a sum. I suppose. But it wasn't bad. Sure. Should we go good. and give each other ratings? <laughs> oh, my God. But I also wouldn't. I'm not done with my rating, Molly. <laughs> I also wouldn't watch it again. Sure. But if someone's like, do you want to watch this? I'd probably say no. What if it was like, do you care if this is on in the background? No, not at all. All right. Okay, how about this? What if I said, Dan, do you want to come over and watch a loop of that guy dumping the garbage on the table over and over again? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'd watch the 12 Angry Men version of them just putting together. Okay, that actually might be a fascinating spinoff movie, actually. Like, just the guys, like, just, like, actually go do that scene again. And then when the guy says, all right, we've got to build that filter, the camera stops spins around, shows the face of the man who said that, yeah. and then cuts back in real time. And we spent two and a half hours with those sweaty dudes just taping garbage together. Yeah, yeah. they have a conflict. Yeah. There's the dude who's racist Ooh, in there. And then Vest comes down and runs off, just like, get the goddamn filter done! <laughs> Great. That sounds like an amazing movie. Sounds like an amazing movie. Five moons. <laughs> five moons for this hypothetical film. I bet you get it, Harris back. Sure. I mean, he would look way more grizzled. Yeah. But I mean, you'd still be like, oh, he's just stressed. He's stressed out from yeah. those. So stressed, yeah. yeah. Space stress. Yeah. So yeah, 2.25. Okay. Sigh. Wow. <laughs> but now you want to rate each other, Mom? <laughs> I give you all five moons. Oh. I give you all 13 Apollos. Oh. Is that more than what I'm giving you? I don't know. Uh, okay. No, because the moons are more massive. Oh, we're going by mass? Aren't we? It's, we're doing space talk. <laughs> Everything's about mass. Okay. Black hole. Whoa. That has Whoa. a ton of mass. That's in crazy. Mass. Wait, we're... Oh, wait, you're giving each of us a black? Uh-huh. Okay. I right? give you each a universe. Oh, come on. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Two black holes. <laughs> five moon friends. You're my five moon friends. Thank you for listening to Totes Recall. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Totes Recall Pod. 
subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. It helps more people find the show. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. For more information, check out noisepicnic.com slash totesrecall.